Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Science Solutions and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane. Today I'm going to be discussing the book The War of Art. And I mentioned this to a friend the other day and she said, oh yeah, I read The Art of War back in, you know, high school or, or something like that. And I was like, no, no, this is called The War of Art. So The War of Art is a book by Stephen Pressfield and it is a nonfiction book actually titled, So the War of Art, Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles. And he wrote some other really famous books. Um, The Legend of Bagger Vance that was made into a movie is one of his more well-known ones. This War of Art is a lot of entrepreneurs' go-to book or any type of creative process go-to book. I heard another reviewer call it Tough Love Call, call it out as tough love for artists, business people, and creatives. Um, some other books by this author, I mentioned The Legend of Bagger Vance, Gates of Fire, Tides of War, The Virtues of War. Those are often recommended to people if you're trying to get into Greek mythology, really kind of get you immersed in, in that. Um, and those are some of his fiction books. But he really it's kind of a how-to book. It's a short listen or, or short listen or short read, depending on if you like paper or if you like to listen to audiobooks. But it's really how to start and succeed in creative endeavors. He attacks the question of what is holding you back. He talks a lot about creativity and the psychology behind creativity, not necessarily using the word psychology, but really the psychology of it. He talks about resistance and resistance is a a central theme and he talks about it coming from fear, um, from failure, procrastination, and self-doubt. And resistance really is you not doing what you want to do. And he has a lot of quotes and things like that. He talks a lot about muses and angels and and again, a lot about fear. I wanted to read, read one of the things that he mentions in the beginning is when he prepares to write, he reads the invocation of the muse every time. So when he sits down to write, whether it be for his novels or whatever, he has set aside time and he has like a whole setup process, but he reads the invocation of the muse from Homer's Odyssey. And I have a copy of it translated by T.E. Lawrence, but I figured it's a good way to start this podcast. It goes, O divine poesy, goddess daughter of Zeus, sustain for me this song of the various minded man who after he had plundered the innermost citadel of hallowed Troy was made to stray grievously about the coasts of men, the sport of their customs, good or bad, while his heart through all the seafaring ached in an agony to redeem himself and bring company, his company safe home. Vain hope for them. For his fellows he strove in vain. Their own wistlessness cast them away, the the fools, to destroy for me the oxen of the most exalted sun. Wherefore the sun god blotted out the day of their return. Make make the tale live for us in all its many bearings, O muse. And so that is, again, the invocation of the muse that he uses in his prep for his creative work. And I thought it was interesting. It's not included in the book, but I had to look it up to see what it was really about. And along those lines, he also tells the story, um, and I'm not going to get all the details right, but tells the story of, you know, the the group that's the seafaring, um, that's referenced, I believe, in this article or in this poem I just read. And he, he talks about them being at the being at the end and being where they need to be and then opening this bag 
by temptation and it lets out all the trade winds that blows them back to where they started. And that goes along the lines of one of my favorite quotes um, from from this reading, The War of Art, which I've read, I don't think I mentioned, at least I've listened to at least three times in the past couple weeks. Um, but the danger is greatest when the finish line is in sight. So as you go through your creative process, just when you think that you're going to be done or that you are finally going to succeed, that's when it is really easy to slack off. Stephen actually talks about finishing books or getting to 80% done in books or 90% done in books and then just throwing them away. And so really the danger is greatest when the finish line is in sight. Some of my other top takeaways or my favorite things that I, that I pulled from the War of Art One of my favorite quotes, and I I reference this a lot, is the crab in the bucket thing. And he says, the highest treason a crab can commit is to make a leap for the rim of the bucket. And to me, that's really, you know, when you're ready to get out of your comfort zone or out of the area that you've been stuck in, uh, you're going to get pulled back down. And sometimes it's family, sometimes it's friends, whoever you're hanging around may want to keep you in that bucket. And so it's, it's hard to get out of the bucket, but really resistance... Um, resistance affects everyone. Procrastination, fear of failure, self-doubt, all of those things affect everyone. He also talks about treating your dream, um, your goal, your creative pursuit like a full-time job. So scheduling your time every day and showing up. As long as you show up and you try during that time, you're going to find success. Towards the end of the book, he talks about territories versus hierarchies. Uh, And if you really, if you commit to a territory, and I'll kind of define what that is, but if you commit to a territory, you can change the world. So hierarchy would be, if you're in a hierarchical mindset, you have to be validated by others. There can only be so many chickens in a pecking order. So how do you define yourself? Do you you define yourself by what other, how others see you? So are you all about it, all about the glory of things? Or if you have a territorial orientation, which is one that he suggests, if you have a territory, um, you can, you do the work for your own sake. So for instance, Arnold Schwarzenegger's territory is the gym. Um, Stevie Wonder's territory is the piano. For me, my, pl- my territory really is my websites and my planners. I love to archive all this content and information that I take in and I could literally have three planners. I'm probably not exaggerating. I could have multiple planners going at once just because I love planning. Um, a writer's territory is the word processor. Um, back to the planner thing. I was evacuated. I think last, I guess it would be last week. I was evacuated for a fire. And one of the things I grabbed was my old planners. And it, I really love writing. I love to see the old formats I had, all the good ideas that I've written down. This podcasts that I'm talking about right now, the notes are in last quarter's planner. So I really do love my planners and I love writing and I love archiving the content with my podcast. I I really think that I would do this um, even if no one was listening. Um, And that's the question that he poses is if you were the last person on earth, would you still do this? So another way of asking it, how you can say, if I were the last person on earth, would I still do this? So whatever it is, your craft, your art, your business, if you were the last person on earth, would you still do it? Um, And I think the answer for a lot of people is no. So why are you doing it? Get into a territorial mindset and you'll be able to accomplish a lot more. A couple of quotes that I wanted to make sure I got to 
Creative work is a gift to the world and every being in it. Don't cheat us of your contribution. Give us what you got. And that is really his call to action, that if you aren't pursuing your craft, your muse, you are not doing the world a service. So it's not only a disservice to you, it's a disservice to the people that you put that information out there for, you put that artwork out there for. Another quote, most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. And that's so powerful. Again, this is a really short book to listen to or read. Anytime I need motivation, I listen to it again. I was first introduced to it at an entrepreneur women's group. Then I had a friend suggest it. And then another book I was listening to suggested it. So I finally picked it up. I listened to it at 1.25 speed when I listened to it on Audible. And it's only a two hour and 20 minute listen that way. I also want to buy a paper copy and really mark it up because there are so many good quotes and good things uh, to take from it. I'm going to put a lot of these quotes on the blog at sprinkles.com. That's sssprinkles.com, sprinkles with three S's. I'm going to put some on the blog so you can check it out and glean that wonderful information from The War of Art by Stephen Pressfeld. This is Science Solutions and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane.